What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Dead Meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea. I am tired of these motherfucking snakes <laughs> on this motherfucking plane. Ah, uh, yeah. And we're engaged and we like to get scared together. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Creature Feature Summer continues with snakes on a plane. Holy yep. shit. So many people requested this. I got emails about snakes on a plane like every day. <laughs> pretty yeah. Much. It's never described as a horror movie, but it's a creature feature. Yeah. Enough, so well, whatever. I was looking up to see if there were any like retrospectives about snakes on a plane or anything. Mm-hmm. And there was one, I think it was it was either Dread Central or Bloody Disgusting did a piece okay. about it. And they were it was a piece just about the enjoyment of dumb horror and silly horror. And so I think this counts. This is a great movie. It is. It's so fun. It is exactly what it needs to be. You had never seen it before. And no, that... because, okay, so this comes out in 2006, but there's talk of it early as 2005 because yes. of the title. And it becomes like an internet thing. Yes. And the only reason I didn't see this was because I was at band camp when it came out. That's such a and bummer. And it was during the the era of midnight releases, which as we've talked about before, we don't really think is a thing nowadays. Yeah, because every movie comes out at midnight, it seems No, they like. come out the day before at like five in oh, the yeah. evening. Yeah, it's not even a big premiere thing. So, And yeah, it's like every movie. But back then, it was only special movies and it was literally the show, the ticket said 1201 just yeah. to make sure it's in the right day. And I was at band camp and I knew that by the time I got back, like you had to have the midnight experience. So so I just never went and saw it. Yeah. You did, though. I was on the the hype train for mm-hmm. Snakes on a Plane for so long because it, I'm not exactly sure where it started as a, a meme, but my memory of it is LiveJournal. Like, everyone on LiveJournal went absolutely apeshit over this thing, and it was, yeah, it was an old meme before we called it memes. Like, I don't think at that point. That's yeah. what we were referring to it as, but I remember it being a thing. Um, I think I remember when they did reshoots and stuff. Yep. And I, yeah, I, like I was following this thing for the better part of a year. You want to know how much I was following it? I have in my hands a uh, Word document that I wrote. Stop. Are you serious? In June of 2006. This was at the Holy very shit. end of my junior year in I high school. I did not school. know he was going to have this. No, this is a surprise. Uh, I wrote this while sitting at a rehearsal for graduation for the class above me because I was in band, yeah. like I said. And so we had to be there at the rehearsals to play the fucking... So this was me with an old-ass clunky laptop that I brought just to write. This wasn't for a school paper or anything. I just wrote on my own for the fuck of it. The internet meme and intellectualism, a revolution in the making. You just wrote that. I just wrote this while sitting uh, (laughs) in the the fucking community center. You really are Rushmore. Thank you. Uh, Yes, this is two and a half pages of single spaced. And the third paragraph is, have you seen what Samuel L. Jackson has been up to lately? Research what up-and-coming movies he's set to star in, and you'll see a strange title among them. Snakes on a Plane. (laughs) A very strange title for a very strange premise. The movie's plot is exactly what one would think after reading the title. I go on to talk about how, uh... Wouldn't you know it, months after filming was already completed for the film, Jackson and crew went back to record several additional scenes, including one containing the line that was created on the internet. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. The inclusion of the new content even changed the rating of the movie from PG-13 to R. All this was done over an internet meme. So I did use the word meme in here. Oh, okay. And the rest of this paper talks about how uh, I'm the juggernaut bitch was a line made. That would have been the summer before, I think. Uh, I believe so. That sounds right. Uh, It might have been around the same time. It was definitely around the same time. I also talk about how a question on Jeopardy was uh, you're the man now, dog, Uh after the website, and how Jon Stewart mentioned snakes on a plane, and I thought that that was worth including. The rest of the paper goes on to uh, somehow connect internet memes 
being featured in popular culture as a silent revolution of the intellectual class against the Bush administration. Holy so, fuck. Yep, that's what I was doing. Um, Amazing. I'm going to cite that in my sources section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> MLA style or whatever. Yeah. Dude, I, that's actually kind of amazing having that because in my memory, I, I was thinking, oh, we didn't really call them memes at that right? point, but we did. Now we have, proof. We have contemporary sourcing. <laughs> Holy fuck. That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's weird to think that when we were in high school, the internet was just like, it was notable if anything from it was referenced in broader pop culture. It was a big deal. Yeah. Enough for me to write a little paper about yeah, it. Yeah. Like them reshooting. I'm just trying to think of, like, the difference between then and now is so crazy in that the fact that they reshot parts of this to make people on the internet happy back then was amazing and was so funny Mm -hmm. and felt like a little win. Just, you know, all of us weirdos online, we got our our stupid movie made even stupider and (laughs) it just felt so great. And I think now... You can't do, like that is not the same anymore. No, now it's the right it's the norm. Well, now it's the norm and just if you reshoot like if if we heard something was reshooting to include memes, it just it doesn't feel as fun. You know, it just feels It, it would be more pandering. pandering. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, because yeah. because I mean that it, it goes hand in hand with uh, the Iron Man Marvel revolution of how nerd culture became pop yes, culture in and- 2006. Nerd culture is fucking nerd culture, Yeah, man. nerd culture's not quite pop culture yet or mainstream In anyway. this paper, I'm talking about the people who use their 56Ks to check their emails and that's it. Yeah. As opposed to, like, the internet warriors who are like, oh, that's an internet thing. Let me get online and talk about it with my other secret yeah, internet friends. it felt a bit, <laughs> I don't want to say counterculture, that's not the right word, but it just felt a bit subversive. I, I'm pretty sure I used the word counterculture. Yeah, it just yeah. felt a bit more like, holy shit, they know we exist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, Definitely. And then also, the sad thing is that this movie didn't do well didn't at the box office. Well. Maybe one of the first major indicators that the internet is not real life. Yeah, internet's <laughs> not real life, guys. <laughs> I'll, I mean, I did my part. I've talked about this before on the podcast, I but I part. saw this. I did my part. I saw this at midnight. Um, a bunch of my friends and I went. We were all just shy of 17, so my mom had to take us. I was actually just messaging with her about this, and she had, she said, still, she's she remembers so much of it and had such a great time. And she remembered things that I totally forgot about, like the fact that, one, there's a bunch of people dressed as different Samuel Jacksons, which I totally <laughs> forgot about, but you had Samuel Jackson accent from Pulp Fiction. Oh no, do you think anyone did blackface? Not that I remember, but again, who knows if it was 2006 even... high school. Dude, I don't know, man. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. But uh and then they uh in the theater there were different sections of people that before and during the movie we're all hissing at each other, and it just was a thing where everyone was trying to out-hiss each other. It was a lot of fun. You said you brought rubber snakes that were confiscated? Yeah, we brought a bunch of rubber snakes. One, we decorated my mom's car. We tied a bunch of snakes to the... Because she had a van, so it had the kind of bike rack thing on the top. So okay. we tied a bunch of snakes to it. So we were driving down the highway, and there's just snakes <laughs> flapping around everywhere. But yeah, we got the we brought a bunch of snakes into the theater because we wanted to throw them around and stuff. And yeah, we got them confiscated. Yeah, I remember the turn in midnight showings when the staff caught on to like, oh, they're bringing beach balls and shit. We need to confiscate them. And then the little guerrilla war that followed of like, what can we sneak in? Yeah. And some people getting like full on inflatable rafts in there somehow and yeah. fucking getting them around. <sighs> midnight shows aren't the same anymore. Hey, I, we can't say that definitively. I know, we're just old. But I, I feel like they're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be us getting nostalgic, but... Oh man, yeah this this movie was a ton of fun. Yeah, I I love for so much that the reshoots made this rated R. Yeah, so they would have had to do that whole bathroom sex scene because that's booby as all hell. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably added that the guy getting bit on the dick. Yep. And he pees on the snake a little bit. Oh which yeah, I think the snake is really gets funny. fucking pissed on. He was like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's such a cute little animation. They're it's swearing like, a whole bunch, so it's, lots it's of a swears. lot of. Uh... I think for the, I can't imagine a PG thirteen like the movie that would have existed without the internet is the most unremarkable movie because it mm. would have been called. It was, was it, a flight. It's like some United ninety flight, something. Yeah. 
a Pacific, Pacific flight. Something, yeah. And God bless Samuel Jackson. He yeah. realized that they that they were ultimately not going with the working title for the actual title, which movies rarely do. <laughs> but he said, "I'll I'll walk if you don't keep it snakes on a plane." And I love reading interviews with him about this movie because he like he signed on for this just based on the title apparently. I totally believe this is true, even though it sounds like such a, you know, an apocryphal kind of fun, like cute mm-hmm. story. But I honestly think he heard the title and just signed on. Like I, I can totally believe that happened. Um, the title and the then director Ronnie Yu, Ronnie Yeah, who did Freddy vs Jason and, and Bride, Bride of, of Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, yeah. So he signed on, and because he signed on, just based on the title, <laughs> Snakes on a Plane, a bunch of other actors like David Koechner and Juliana Margulis signed on because Samuel. So it it just is such a funny domino effect, and honestly. If I'm a super famous actor like Samuel Jackson, that's how exactly how I would use my clout is right. start starring in movies that I think sound really dumb and awesome. And then just because I have so much clout, I then attract other big name actors to be <laughs> in my Snakes on a Plane movie. It's so good. Yeah, but... the cast is a lot of fun people popping up. Uh, I mean, it's directed, first off, by David R. Ellis, yes. who directed Final Destinations 2, which I really liked. It's, and, the, it's my favorite Final Destination. And 4, which is the biggest pile of shit ever. Yeah. 3D <laughs> it's one. It's not good. I fucking hate that fucking movie. Uh, but I did mention in my kill counts that he had that crazy, mysterious death in South yeah. Africa. Uh, just yeah. found dead in the bathroom, in a hotel bathroom with no cause of death release. I think that was 2013 about... Uh, really unfortunate, but yeah. So that guy, he does great with this movie. Yeah, like this movie, like I said, it is exactly what it needs to be. The tone is perfect mm-hmm. because it's a ridiculous premise that everyone knows about going in, but it still treats it mostly straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yes, there's a snake button on the microwave. And that's yes, a there. little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also a, a, at least one scene where Sammy Jackson looks like he's about to fucking break. There's there's one line delivery <laughs> I'll edit in where it's it's him talking about building a barrier to keep the snakes out of the front of the plane where I think he's about to start laughing. <laughs> he's saying it through a smile. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Everybody listen. We have to put a barrier between us and the snakes. But everyone is treating it like it's it's so uh everyone plays it dead serious it's dead serious so good and yet they acknowledge they're like listen this is gonna sound crazy but there's snakes on the plane it's always like an an acknowledgement of the absurdity (laughs) and then they move on and they're like okay let's address it god i love it it's so good it it plays it the way that i i love in the same way that anaconda does Mm -hmm. where it's just we're taking it seriously. And the other fascinating thing, at least I found it fascinating, is that this is a 2006 movie and it is not mean. And yes. that helped a lot in my enjoyment of it. I was scared. I was honestly a bit nervous to rewatch this. Mm-hmm. And I remember even before we started it, I said, like, this might be meaner than I remember it being. Because I just assume anything that comes out in the mid 2000s, especially an R rated movie. Like, I don't know. It's just going to have. You would expect all these characters to just be awful people who you're rooting for to die because that was kind of the ethos back then of like, if you make the characters shitty, then it'll be fun to watch them die. Yeah. And uh, that's not the case here. Actually, this cast is full of characters that you hope don't die. And most of them don't, which is kind of enjoyable. There's only a handful of people. Like named people who die. Yeah. Lin Shay. Who's great? I love Lynch. I love, dude. I love Lynch. <laughs> I want like a, I don't know. I would watch a whole movie about her being this flight attendant because it. She just hints that she got up to like so. You know. Like, oh yeah. This couple like joins Miles the, High Club. Like oh, like, those were the days. <laughs> oh, he's good. I love her. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like she she could have retired, but she didn't. Yeah, this old broad needed one more tour of duty or whatever. She's God, I fucking that's the, love. That's Lynch the other Shay. thing is every character kind of gets a moment. 
They all yes. they all get a moment to be uh, either heroic or funny or even um th- uh what is he uh, a, a rapper three G's three G's yes uh, yeah, played by Flex has, Alexander he has his own little arc in this which yeah. I thought was kind of amazing where he goes from we see he's a big germaphobe which mm-hmm. I mean we're watching this in the middle of quarantine and I'm just thinking fair dude yeah he has his own little arc where he goes from being a big germaphobe to not even thinking about helping people on the plane. I mean, he eventually Actively. pulls out a gun at one point. And yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I just, again, all I could think of was that Key and Peele sketch where I'm like, how'd he get that gun through security? Oh, it's probably 3D printed, dude. Perfectly <laughs> liguel. <laughs> yeah, except what's great about 2006 technology is that it's right in the middle of things. Yes, it's and awesome. So they're like, huh? Oh, let's send them pictures. Oh, yeah. How are you going to do that? We we would need like an internet connection and a camera. And then uh, uh, the... The blonde girl who was Cher in The Clueless. Exactly. And she was also... Rachel Blanchard is the actor's name. She was also in The Rage Carry 2, playing another similarly uh, haughty socialite type character. She pulls out her cell phone and is like, this has both. This has both. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I like that character too. I was even. Yeah. Like when they introduced her, I'm like, oh man, this is going to be. Such an easy character to make really obnoxious and yeah. you just root for her to die. But she's not that. Yeah. She's really sweet and she has her moment of. Uh, because unfortunately her little dog Mary Kate gets eaten because this fucking asshole British guy who that's the one person I was I was about to <laughs> yeah. say earlier is you, you just want that dude to die and he does and he does <laughs> uh he gets eaten he gets <laughs> John voided by a snake oh yeah he does yeah just gobbled up <laughs> but yeah she gets to have her moment of a big fuck you to that guy who is an absolute dick to her but she's such a Paris Hilton um yeah. And this is like peak Paris Hilton hate. Oh my! Oh yeah, mid two thousands. Yeah, easy. If you're gonna make a Paris Hilton character, you would expect her to be super despisable and red snake fodder here. Yeah, if this was a really mean movie in the style I expect from the two thousands, this character is just toast. You know, she has like the the dog and the you know she's just so chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, she is a nice person and she i mean i would hang out with her sure and hang out with mary kate her little doggy yeah well that dog's dead now so oh yeah. no i There's... mean i don't know in real life probably also probably though, also yeah. 14 years ago that's now. a long time ago <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hate that this was that long ago i know yeah yuck yeah I mean, it's weird though and this is not something i was expecting at all to discuss in the context of snakes on a plane but it is Weird, speaking of just characters that are likable and, you know, characters like the Lin Shay character and this kind of Paris Hilton type. There's a lot of cool women in this. It's really like I that's not something I remembered at all about this, but there's women in this who aren't just the butts of jokes and get to do stuff. Juliana Margulis is, is, has agency and is really cool. But not to the point where I feel like she's a stock character that is just there to be like, women are strong and amazing. Yeah, and there's just the slightest hint of a romantic angle between her and Samuel yeah. L. Jackson, but it doesn't overcome the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's like there's a little bit of chemistry there, and then at the end they're like, let's get together sometime. Yeah, and then, you know, speaking of Samuel L. Jackson and just there's a lot of leading dudes in this that aren't white who saved the day the yeah. one white dude in this is just kind of there the the who i assumed would be the main character it's the surfer guy sean jones and that that's what kicks this whole movie off is surfer guy sean jones played by nathan phillips i don't really recognize him and stuff oh, oh he's man. australian yeah what? this movie yeah he's motocrossing oh X yeah it's Games, great he's, baby <laughs> fuck yeah he's motocrossing and drinking red bull drinking red bull oh my god <laughs> i the be- the very beginning of this, I just, my soul left my, I just ascended into mid-2000s heaven. I was, so, I was like, fuck, this is exactly where I want to be. Everything is very beachy. For some reason, we were all obsessed with the fucking beach in the 2000s, like Hollister and shit. Oh, yeah. All the, like, we were all just 
really into the beach, even if we lived nowhere near one. <laughs> and we got the Donovan Frankenrider music playing. I haven't thought about that dude since the 2000s. Donovan Frankenrider. I think he's that the Donovan. No, no, no. That's not. That's not. No, Donovan doesn't need a last name. Okay. Donovan is Donovan. This is Donovan Frankenreiter, <laughs> who did. I think he did that. Always have to steal my kisses from you. Do, 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 do. Just all those very. Oh, you know what I? You know what pleasant two thousand songs. In in uh, uh uh when I heard that song, I didn't. I'm not familiar with this Donovan, but I was thinking of that song that's like, Hey, I'll be gone today. It's like that kind of. Also, I was wrong. That "Steal My Kisses" song is Ben Harper, who Ben Harper rules. Do you, oh, okay. Do you know Ben Harper? I don't know Ben anyway, Harper. Anyway, I love my two thousands acoustic acoustic men. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, hey, <laughs> or like a Jack Johnson type. Yes, Jack know? Johnson. Oh my God. Yeah, real sandy guy. We're sitting on the beach with our acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. making banana pancakes. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, for sure. But oh man, I ascended to another plane. I was in just. It was like it was such escapism. I think from yeah. from where we are currently at today. <laughs> but yeah, that guy, Sean Jones. Witnesses a murder. It's a L.A. prosecutor who gets killed by a uh, Eddie Kim. Eddie Kim, a gangster guy, and then that really it's just there to set up the plot. I know. I was thinking about that yesterday. How I I realized where the fuck is Eddie? Kim? We check in with him once when he's like kickboxing yeah. in his apartment, but the conclusion to the Eddie Kim storyline consists of uh. Uh, what's his name? Bobby Cannaval or whatever, how, however yeah. you say it, on a phone saying, go arrest Eddie Kim, ask him if he wants to get gassed or injected, and that's the it. Iron. We never see him get arrested. And you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. While watching the movie, I was like, can we see that happen? And then later I was like, we didn't need we to see that happen. See We're here happen. for the fucking snakes on the fucking plane. Yeah, and I just love that we're introduced to this whole, like this guy's just ex-gaming, and yeah. I, he just, like, man, I hate when I motocross right into a cartel hit. That <laughs> yeah. sucks. That's not a good day. Yeah. It, and they find out where he is. They come to try to kill him. And then Sam Jackson appears out of fucking nowhere. nowhere. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about this because what and it's what I love about this. This movie knows what it needs to explain. Exactly. No one fucking cares how Samuel Jackson knows where this, this kid is mm-hmm. because he even says, you witnessed a, a mafia hit and told no one. Yeah. How does he know that? Keyword told no one. How <laughs> yeah. the fuck? I, I just doesn't but, matter. But it doesn't matter because yep. this movie knows you don't fucking care about that. All you, you want, want to get you want to see snakes on planes, and it's fine. Yep. I also yesterday was thinking about the the <laughs> the, the script writing process in terms of like because this movie apparently the concept at least I don't know how many rewrites this went through or what, but I think the guy who originally wrote this wasn't a screenwriter yeah, he, just a professor. he was a professor or something like this is i mean that's amazing by the way big ups to that dude for coming up he, he did the thing where if you if he you didn't do the thing he did not write no, he the did thing. Not, just no, be no, real clear there. he did that thing where if you work in the film industry and you tell anyone who is like your family or you know who doesn't really work in film that you are at least even tangentially related to film they will have a pitch for you Mm -hmm. and it's usually very bad and that you know but this guy took that pitch that he would said that he would i could imagine if this dude's my uncle he'd be like oh man i got you know what tell your hollywood friends i got this great idea for a movie about a bunch of snakes that get he fucking wrote it and made it yeah this guy was is like the guy who everyone wants to be because everyone has an idea for a movie and everyone, like you said, they'll pitch it to their friends who live in L.A. Because, like, you got to know the people who can get this thing made. This guy fucking did God, it. God, it, it's so... God, it owns. He's also... He's written some other screenplays, apparently. David D'Alessandro? Um, yeah, and he's he he's gotten... I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. He's been... Um, Final, he's been a finalist in like academy, um, screenwriting comp. So like, he's a good writer. Is this the thing? But then, yeah, he he wrote snakes on a plane. I love it. On the reason he wrote the screenplay, he said, "I hate snakes and I hate to fly." Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> great. Love it. Yeah, I I just think that that's incredible, and I really admire it. Um, never too late to pursue your dreams, guys. Yeah, you know. Uh, so Eddie Kim. That gangster, he wants to silence this witness to his crime, and so his plan is to sneak a self 
destructing crate of snakes, as in the door will blow off. Yeah. Yeah, a timer Timer, to blow off the door to let them loose. And spray down lays with snake pheromones that mm-hmm. then the passengers will wear and... Uh, yeah, because they're all coming back from Hawaii. So exactly, it's get Hawaii the ladies, to LAX. Yeah. And it'll initiate the snake's aggression and they'll come out and, uh, question mark, maybe take down the whole plane and solve Eddie God, Kim's it's problems. So it's so fucking funny. There, it's just... <laughs> they even address it. They, yeah, there's so many other... Because that's the thing is when, when I was talking about just the screenwriting process, this is what I totally meant to say, got very sidetracked, um... Surely they had to sit and think, well, how do we get to the central premise of this film, which is a bunch of snakes on a plane? What leads up to this? And there's no, like, there's no easy way to get there. And there has to be some kind of reason for there. Do you know? It's like actually kind of a challenging script puzzle to work out <laughs> working backwards from that premise yeah it's <laughs> like i just i don't know i mean this works but yeah it is insane that there's so many other better ways to order a hit or to <laughs> but this is i don't know yeah the the idea is all of these snakes get loose and either he counts on the snakes just killing his target or if the snakes just kill the entire plane and the plane crashes into the ocean, that also works. Yep. It's amazing. It's I'm, such a good idea. I mean, it almost works. It almost works, Those dude. snakes fuck up the electronics it, and shit. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. He's got these, like, they're hacker snakes. <laughs> yeah. They rip out wires and shit. Oh, man. Apparently, a lot of real snakes were used on set doesn't look it like doesn't it doesn't look like it it seems mostly fucking cartoony snakes crawling they're a around. little sci-fi quality yeah it's fine it it's, works for it, me it just barely works yeah yeah if they looked any worse it would be unwatchable mm-hmm. but because <laughs> they're pretty bad they're bad i love that apparently in samuel jackson's contract he <laughs> yeah could not he had to be... stay 25 feet away from yeah real, i think snakes. that was more his agents than because <laughs> i i was i saw some quote from him where he said that the yeah his team was more afraid of the snakes than he was i think it was just everyone being overly cautious mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah, but Samuel L. Jackson, he is an FBI guy. He also has this partner who I entirely forgot about 20 minutes after watching the movie. Too, yeah. yeah, just some random partner. But the two of them take this uh, witness, that surfer guy, Sean Jones, who they keep calling the kid and who I'm not sure how old his character is supposed to be. He's a little craggly, a little sunburned. He's a little yeah. raisiny. And uh, I looked it up. Weir- is that Final Destination 2 also where... Where the kid is ambiguously aged? Yeah. David Ellis, what are you doing? What are we doing? <laughs> but the actor is, in fact, 26, which I that had guessed 27. That completely tracks. Yeah. That, yeah. yes, mid-20s. He's living by himself, surfer. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. Uh, but, you know, they're calling them kid. I call people kids. Uh, well, as long yeah. as they're younger than me, I'll call them yeah. kids. Uh, so, yeah, they commandeer this flight. It's it's first class cabin, so it's just them in the first two class. Two story plane. Yep. I've never, I've never in my been life been on a two story plane. I think they're retiring a bunch of them because no one fucking needs that. They're, I mean, the the amount of fuel you'd have to have. It just they don't seem like they should ex- be able to fly. They're like bumblebees. I just don't think a two. Well, I also plane. don't trust double decker buses. Oh yeah, you go under a bridge that's mm-hmm. too short. Yeah, like a fucking can opener. Yeah, I don't well, want fuck. that. Yeah, unless that uh, dude from Harry Potter is driving it. Oh, where yeah, it shrinks and stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. You can take care of it. But yeah, I, a two-story plane. I just associate with. I think of the Wedding Singer, and like Billy Idol's up in the. Oh, that's. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I just think you can only be in my head. You can only be on a two-story plane if you're a couple on a honeymoon in the '90s. <laughs> like that just. That's the only place where that exists. There is a couple on their honeymoon yes, here. Yes, there is. Taylor Kitsch, he's like a... He's not, that's not the honeymoon couple. Taylor Kitsch is just the couple that's there to fuck. Um, oh, he's in the bathroom? Yeah. That's why he's so hot. Yeah, That guy Taylor is like Taylor Kitsch was 2000's hottie. Oh, my God. I forget what else he was in. Oh, was he, he was John Carter. Mm-hmm. I was about to say John Carpenter. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's, he's John, John Carter Carpenter. of Mars. That's right. That bomb. That giant fucking bomb. Yeah. 
Uh, th- there is a honeymooning couple, though. There's also, like we said, rapper 3Gs. 3Gs. He won't give you brain cancer. Neither <laughs> will 5G. Uh, but he's there with his bodyguards. There's another guy, and then there's Keenan. Keenan, Keenan Thompson. He's also so big and famous that he's signing boobies in the airport before he leaves, and that boobie he signs is Crystal Lowe, who uh, fans of The Kill Count will have seen many times. She was most recently in Final Destination 2. She was also in... Uh, or I'm sorry, wrong turn two. She was one of the tanning bed girls in Final Destination 3. Oh. And then she was in the Black Christmas remake. Got uh, it. In all of those movies, she got naked. In this one, she keeps her top on when she, she it's, her boob is uh, well, signed over nice. the clothes. I thought she'd be on the plane. It's weird that I honestly, not. it's I have to respect 3Gs for um, signing the shirt. Because I always think that when you see rock stars signing boobs, I just mm-hmm. think, well... The skull, you know, it's gonna wash off. Yeah, yeah, but that one, you you get your boob signed, and also you can keep the autograph. That's true. So it's two good. It's two for the price of one. Just like boobs. Just like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Juliana Margulies is the main character outside of uh, Sammy J. Yeah, she is. A, she's a day away from retirement. About to go be a lawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not familiar with this actor, but she is a. Uh, She's the good wife, right? Good wife, ER. She is a very, very successful TV. and yes. TV that I wouldn't watch. Exactly. It's actor. TV that I never watch, but to many Americans, I'm sure she's extremely famous. So yeah. That's cool. I think she's she's fine in this. I find her very, like, I, I completely believe that she is going to leave this job to be a lawyer. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Yes, yes, she's believable. She's a good anchor to this whole thing. Yeah, but it's also not the the thing I kind of like about this is it's not like she's leaving to be a lawyer because the job of flight attendant feels beneath her. All mm-hmm. the other flight attendants are like they're fucking awesome. They hold this plane down like yeah, they, they do. are. Yeah, I don't know. I just. You know, it just seems more of like I want a change of pace rather than like fuck. I'm so sick of this shit. Yeah, we see her, her coworkers all love her, and I don't know. I just like the the dynamic we get with her at her job, and she also is so she's very reassuring and comforting to the kids on the plane and oh, stuff. Yeah, I don't really know. Good. I just <laughs> I like her. Yeah, one of their flight attendant coworkers, Tiffany, is uh, she she like gets a crush on surfer guy. They kind of implied hookup at the end. But that actor, Sonny Mabry, uh, is the one who I had never heard of, but I looked her up online and she appeared in the music video for Nookie. Hell yeah. Biscuit. Yeah. Is that, oh man. I every... came into this world as a reject. Look into these eyes, then you'll see the size of the facts. Dude, everything comes back to Limp Bizkit. Everything comes back podcast. to Limp Bizkit. Oh, I just, again, just like soul-leaving body ascending to mid-2000s Nirvana. I just, <laughs> so good. Should I be feeling bad? Should I be feeling good? It's kind of sad I'm the laughing stock of the neighborhood. You're so good at that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, there's a, a new mom. With a new baby, baby, baby born. Baby, boo, baby boy. Elsa Pataki, Elsa Pataki plays her, and she was in the third Reanimator movie. The Spanish yes. actor who was the the main character in that movie. It's so funny. This is the only place where you'll hear someone be like Elsa <laughs> yep. Pataki of From Beyond Reanimator. Re- yeah, of, yeah. Well, I don't like reducing people to, <laughs> to who, who they're, they're married yeah, to. She's married to Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of Chris's. She is. She is Thor's wife. Yes. But also, she was in the third reaction. You ever movie. seen pictures of him holding his baby? It's no. like, man, he's just holding him up. Like he's a so big, and he's just holding this little baby like a football. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, absolute dad. Uh, lest we forget, co-pilot of the plane, David Keckner. Whammy, whammy, yeah. I love David Keckner in anything he shows up in. He's always an asshole. <laughs> oh wait, he he also was in a Final Destination. He is, he's in uh maybe my favorite, the last one, the fifth one. Oh, that one is also amazing. Yeah, it's so because what then, David R. Ellis wouldn't have had. He would have had nothing to That's do with so that. So weird. Movie. Yep. Same thing with the, was... same thing with Final Destination three. Crystal Lowe was in, and that was not one wow. of his. He did two and four, not three. Or That's one so or five. Weird. Yeah. I when was that last Final Destination? The last Final Destination would have been twenty eleven. Oh wow, okay. Yes. Wow. 
2003. Yeah, that one's nine. that one's a lot of fun. Yeah, that one's great. Um, yeah, David Koechner also an asshole. In that. I can't think of anything. He's the least asshole in that. He he's also you know he's in Krampus as like the gun toting relative who yeah. appears to be an asshole but also has a heart of gold. Yeah. So. That, oh man. Yeah. That he's whole... good at riding that line. In he, here, he's just more of a dick. Yeah, he is sexually harassing all of his coworkers. Yep. <laughs> and again, like in a movie from the mid 2000s, I would expect like that but not played as like this guy's an asshole Mm -hmm. (laughs) that would be more of like our main characters doing it and he's an absolute pimp you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) but no everyone just kind of rolls their eyes at him yeah yeah uh yeah jesus that is most of the cast there is there's like it's a huge fucking cast and they're all uh really good character actors man everyone in this even the like day players and like background people everyone in this deserves an award (laughs) because there's so many sequences of absolute chaos we have snakes coming down from the ceiling because the masks get deployed Mm -hmm. snakes are falling out of that that trap door essentially yeah (laughs) and we got snakes crawling up from just every, I mean, it's there's so One many. One lady gets a snake who kind of fucking it goes over her dress. Her, yeah. yeah, truly, she's there a, are she's a little into so it, many though. fucking snakes on this fucking place. It's so snakes many. in a barf bag. Snakes in the barf bag. Mm-hmm. There's a shot I, of a guy just holding a snake and screaming. He's like yeah. screaming. Oh, at that's it. so funny. It's so funny. Ah! But like, there's just so many cuts to just different people getting <laughs> fucked up by snakes, and everyone is doing such a good job of selling the shit out of being attacked by snakes cgi snakes yeah and everyone is everyone's just so good it's great everyone and everyone's playing it as genuinely in pain genuinely scared but that's what makes it so funny yeah it's like this does not work if everyone's just play acting like oh haha isn't this funny oh snakes on a play everyone is like no screaming for their lives It's so good. And some of the deaths are pretty intense. Yes. I mean, there were some I remembered and I'd only seen this once. Which I, ones did you remember? So ones that I remembered and was looking forward to seeing again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I remember that snake biting that woman's titty. Okay. Oh, yeah, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah, he bites her right on the nipple. Yeah. And then uh and then quickly followed by equal opportunity snake biting the guy in the dick. Yeah, I remember the guy peeing on the snake and then mm-hmm. that guy getting bit on the like I remember that. Those are the first people killed in the bathrooms of um, the Um I'm trying to remember those are the two that like specifically I remember probably because I mean, they're just so I mean it's those are very sensitive body parts. There's some gnarly shit. Uh, there's when there's like a stampeding crowd. Yeah. One guy gets a heel. He gets stuck. A high on, heel high, goes straight into his head. Yeah, that's fucked up. I, yeah, that I I didn't remember beforehand, but when it happened, I I it immediately came back to me. Yeah. Same with um that shitty British dude just lobbing that dog mm-hmm. at that this dog giant poor Mary snake. Kate. Yeah, I remember that. Um, a lot of this I remember. It's so weird. When the barf bag snake, I remember. Barf bag snake is great. Uh, n- closer to the end when everyone's retreating into the upper cabinet, the, the s- stair banister breaks and people fall down and then they fall and get impaled by shit going oh, through their necks and their brutal. faces. I mean, it is brutal, I think one of them is man. like a receipt uh why do those even exist? The spindles? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Slam receipts down. Like, there has to be a better way than this giant spike. They exist uh, strictly so that Come to Daddy can have that kill at the end. Awful. <laughs> Fuck. If you haven't seen Come to Daddy, big recommend. Um, for, yeah, another very good receipt. And then with kill. snakes, you get, uh, they're getting tased. Yeah, getting... Samuel Jackson is just kind of casually, he's like on the phone even just just tasing snakes <laughs> they're getting fire extinguished yeah uh just sprayed with that they're getting thrown in the microwave and the, the snake, snake button, button pressed yeah. and blown up he presses the snake button he does i well you got to cook it properly well that one i it's so funny in my i remembered the snake button but in my head i thought it was he he hits like an actual number and there's a snake button if you like if you see it it's a funny joke. Okay. But no, I think he hits, he hits that. Okay. I'm pretty sure he hits it. That character is uh I would say the most 2006 character here cuz yes, he's easily. kind of an effeminate guy. He's a, he's a male flight attendant. The yes, stereotype male flight attendant, is yep. male flight attendants are all gay. Mhm. And there's a scene where he's like 
talking to this other guy who we didn't mention because there's so many characters. He's like a kickboxer dude who's kind of cool. He ends up like saving uh, the socialite. But she hops yeah, on his back. I, and sh- he, like, I ship them. Yeah. I think they'd be really cute together. But this flight attendant dude has a scene where he's talking to that guy. He's like, oh, I, yeah, I do kickboxing with my girlfriend. And the guy's like, yeah, girlfriend. And then there's another scene where 3G's other non-Keenan bodyguard got bit in the butt. And the flight attendant's like, I think we got to, like, suck the poison. I was like, no, get away from my butt. So there's those jokes. Yeah. And then the thing in the end is, like, oh, his he's girlfriend's there. Oh, he's not actually there. gay. He oh, has he's a not... super hot girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It could have been meaner. That's the thing, though. Yeah. For a 2000s movie, could have mm. been a lot meaner to that character. But also, <laughs> that guy you know, isn't a joke the entire movie. Oh, no, he's, you know? he's displayed as competent. Yeah, he's, he's Sammy he's Jackson really... relies on him at least twice. Like, yeah. yo, Ken, help me out here. And yeah. there he is. And there's a moment, at least, and this is the, the character arc of 3Gs that I enjoy. Oh, yeah. Where he <laughs> apologizes to for pushing him. Um, It's like, I think that's after he pulls out a gun. On <laughs> <laughs> it is after he pulls out the gun. Which is extremely funny. And um, Keenan's like, Clarence, I don't even know you. Clarence. <laughs> I love that his name is Clarence. Um... <laughs> There's also tiny little kids, the two little brothers who are flying without their parents. And there's like, uh, I don't know, the older one's probably what, like 10? Yeah, I think they're, may- I Maybe would guess 12. like. 12. Mm. Or what do you think a little younger? I don't it's know. It's hard to tell. I don't know. He's old enough to know what death is. Because <laughs> yes. his baby brother, who's probably what, like four, five, five gets five bit. Or six, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, is is he going to die? I was supposed to take care of him. Oh my God. That Honestly, like the really little kids, me. the little kids, because they are very sweet little boys. They're <laughs> yeah. not annoying little kid actors. They're not precocious. They're not, they're not the type of kid in a horror movie where I'm like, I hope this movie goes the full distance and just fucks these kids up. I just always have to admire it because it's so ballsy. But these kids, you want to, you know, they're very sweet and you care about them and you care for their safety. And, and because there was a, no one got a picture of the snake that bit the little one, the older one draws, he draws a picture, a picture of, of the snake that because you're wondering because yeah we see him coloring he's drawing a snake and at first you think like oh man it's just I don't know Trauma, is this yeah. a coping <laughs> thing or what but then you realize at the end that to administer the right anti venom he the the doctor's like well I don't know what kind of in the but the brother drew the and it's I honest, so I was like oh I'm, like I was touched by it that was so yeah. sweet <laughs> I don't know I think also just as a I'm an older sibling and that's about the age difference between me and my sisters like mm, yeah. oh i feel i feel this it's <laughs> yeah it's good i i i don't know that's like such a really sweet heroic moment lynn Lin- shay, lynn shay saves, saves a, a baby. baby okay any movie where lynn <laughs> shay sacrifices herself to save a baby rules that's so fucking cool i know and she's one of the few named characters who does die yeah and it's she dies sad. heroically it really dude the the gravity that is lent to Lin Shay dying, it feels like saying goodbye to like the matriarch of a clan. It was like, <laughs> oh my god, leader of our our flight attendant clan is you know we have to have a viking funeral for lynch it just i don't know she just feels like such a fucking village elder it's such a i love the dynamic here yeah because i like how this movie it you get your deaths in of all these nameless background characters but then you also get to have most of the people survive who you want to see live the only people who are really defined to die let's see we got lynch we got douchey british guy who throws the dog to the snake so thus yeah he deserves honeymoon couple honeymoon couple dies it's very foamy and you know what they're the right ones to pick to die because you feel it because he's an anxious flyer and they even have a very sweet they, moment yeah there's a lot of really good human like i think i forget what uh oh i think it was the meg where i i mentioned how in movies like this it's very hard to set up quickly reasons to care about characters that don't feel phony mm-hmm. and tropey where it's like this woman just had a a baby therefore you have to care you know it's like these feel very organic and sweet and this movie is another one that does it really well like the meg does where you have this couple on their honeymoon and he's an anxious flyer i get it dude i am too (laughs) and at one point his his new wife says well if you're such an anxious flyer why did you pick hawaii and he says well that's because you that's where you wanted to go yeah it was so sweet so yeah that was and so uh i'm covering quarantine 2 terminal which also takes place on a plane 
and uh, I've already filmed it and everything. It'll be out soon. But that movie is a very cheap direct-to-DVD movie, and it does exactly the opposite. It just gives each character, like, one person's like, yeah, I haven't seen my husband in over a year. I'm going to see him. And another guy's like, I have a three-year-old daughter at That's home. That's what I'm talking and, yeah, about. Exactly. It's just where it's like, okay, but it doesn't feel baked in in the mm-hmm. way that I give a shit. It just is like... Oh fuck! We gotta have a reason for you to. Uh, okay, this woman. There's is... a pregnant couple there. Yeah, it's, and yeah. All the, all that said is like, oh, I'm gonna be a daddy, and that's it. Whereas opposed with this, that it's crazy like, delivery. Yeah, gonna, I'm, be a I'm daddy. gonna be a daddy. <laughs> but as in this, it's like you get that information through real interactions rather than yes, just saying just it aloud saying. as a like feel bad for me when I die. Yeah, and you get to see all these people interact with each other and like work together. Um, for the most part, you're not getting the zombie movie style, like the real villain is people where it's everyone. It's like, no, the real villain is snakes. Yeah. Three G's is the one who comes closest to it. And the British guy. But then, yeah, they talk him down. He apologizes. And that's very nice. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then the British guy. Yeah. We, we're just going to feed that dude to the snakes, whatever. (laughs) But yeah. I like how he he dies and then you get to see his body later. Get sucked out of the yeah, because that's the cool, the fucking amazing way to end this movie. God, it, is it rules so They're hard. like, all right, we got to get these snakes off this plane. It's after the line. I'm tired of these motherfucking yeah. snakes on this motherfucking plane. So Sam Jackson's motherfucking plan to get the snakes off the plane is everyone tie yourselves down. God, it's so good. I'm going to shoot out the windows of this plane, Goldfinger style, and suck all, all these the snakes out are gonna get snakes. stuck. That's the best part is because the problem is they need to land because both the pilots are dead now. And Keenan says, I have several thousand hours of flight experience, leaving out the part where it's all a video game. Yep. Fair. I wouldn't say that up front either. Let's not cause everyone to panic. But <laughs> the problem is there's a bunch of snakes in the in the cockpit. And instead of a sequence where maybe Sam Jackson goes in with an axe or or like he he uses the makeshift flamethrower and just mm-hmm. sets, you know, no, damn it. It snakes on a plane. Instead, we're going to do this crazy ass set. The most like roundabout way to get rid of all these snakes. <laughs> we're going to suck all the snakes out of the plane by creating a vacuum ascent where it just they all get sucked out the sides. Very final destination one feeling yeah of just plane being ripped apart midair it's terrifying. honestly terrifying but and yeah all there's just shit flying everywhere all i could think is oh my god someone's just gonna get knocked out but they all are in the emergency they have their heads covered and stuff it's so it's so good it's such a more fun way to end this rather than you know I, this movie doesn't suffer from third act issues yeah. i'm into this the whole time exactly. this movie does the third act so well in a way that creature movies usually lose me because I think what happens is third acts and creature movies are often just more of the same thing, but bigger. Yeah. It's fighting a lot of the spiders. It's fighting the biggest snake. Yeah. Yeah. But this is just the, let's save the most like, okay, let's figure out how to get rid of all the snake instead of just, yeah, like a big snake fight where we're just hatcheting up snakes or whatever, no, let's just let's make this a fun problem solving thing where it's a a set piece and it's visually interesting and this this movie does that so well. Yeah, I'd say the closest this movie comes to action movie doldrums for me is Sam Jackson going into the bottom of the plane to turn the power back on. Yeah, that's the only sequence where it action feels... movie dold. That's so. That's such exactly what it is. Right, like the doldrums of an action movie where I just don't care anymore. Yeah, and it's that's the only one where it happening. comes close to like, oh, we kind of need to have a sequence where he's in the dark and there's snakes and yeah. he's got the flamethrower. But even that, I, like, it's fine. It, it's not too long. It's fine. Yeah. God, this movie's good. <laughs> it's a good Snakes movie, Snakes on the Plane man. is actually very good. And it's not even... It's it's longer than 90 minutes. It's like an hour 45. Yeah. But it's fine. It, it feels... Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's. I love it. But yeah, so Keenan <laughs> lands the plane, which is, again, I love that we get this character. Everyone gets their hero moment. Like, every, like yeah, Sam Jackson is kind of the main guy. And mm-hmm. he... You know, if you asked... 
who saves the day in Snake's Eyes? It's, it's Sam Jackson. But like- Keenan's a fucking hero. Yeah, dude. He lands this fucking plane. I want, he should have gotten a medal from the president. He should have after he slid down that But they like, everyone raft. in this is key to everyone surviving. And it, like, you, like, Lynn Shea saves the baby. And there's, it's good. It's teamwork. I love it. Love to see it. Even main guy, <laughs> quote unquote main guy, the yeah, circle guy. Yeah, he, he stops listening to Sam Jackson's uh, demands of him to just stay put. And he's like, he's like, no, fuck this. I want to go. I'm going to go help people. And he, yeah, if he hadn't helped, you know. All those people would have died. Because right. what's great is first they retreat from uh, the back of the plane to the front of the plane where there aren't the snakes. And they put a little bar. They put barriers up in the doorways. And then in just a brilliant use of your setting for the, the movie, turbulence in the plane causes the beverage carts to roll down the aisle and just Bust up the barricade. Yeah. And, and there's snakes, the snakes on come the through. beverage carts <laughs> that are being catapulted. It's so good. It's good. And then they end up going upstairs to the first class and in a very satisfying uh, visual. Yes. They block the whole of the stairwell with an inflatable rack. And it fits and it's just, in there. It fits like a, it's, it's like a, a dive. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it fits Some in there snake. like a dive ram. Yeah. I like to, we were, we were talking about this during the whole ending sequence that. Keenan's experience is, is a flight simulator. Yeah. And honestly, like if there's no one on board who's a pilot, the person I would trust the most is someone who has a few thousand hours logged in. Because flight simulators. Especially if they've got the whole, the, the controller. Cockpit, yeah. Because yeah. the, the, because, oh, where you can actually buy the. You can actually buy yeah. the whole dash. My of friend's the plane. dad had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dad thing to do. It's very, yeah. Give me a few years. I'll pr- probably buy one. I, I know it'd be kind of fun to play have, one of those because they're intense. On, they have simulators of everything now, not just flight. They have like forklift simulators oh and God. semi-truck simulators, <gasps> and they're all extremely realistic That's physics control just so you can like learn yeah. the difficulty of those things. That's the thing is I, yeah, if you haven't played a flight simulator, it's like they're like it's you're learning how to fly a plane. Yeah, like it's, it's not, not flying a game in or it's not flying a uh plane in like a war game like battlefield no this the whole game is learning how to use the controls of a plane so i'm like you know what sure i that's who i'm gonna trust in an emergency to land the plane yeah keenan this movie is not super cliche it's not super stereotypical, and that's why I liked it so much. Obviously, it's absurd. It is a B-movie title with a B-movie premise, and uh, it knows what it is, and it could could have just delivered a sci-fi channel uh, piece of shit. Yeah. But it, like, it cares about itself. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not even saying, like, you know, pointing out just, just casting and, like, you know, if, like, okay, it's not just a bunch of, you know, action movie, white dude, saving. It's like, I don't even think this movie is trying to be, because that wasn't no. the dialogue at all back then, making movies diverse. Mm-hmm. Like, this, that's such a new conversation. Like, back then, I feel like that was reserved for very specific critical circles. And, you know, the idea of representation in film is a pretty new thing, at least for, in in terms of, like, a broad conversation. I don't know. I, but I, like, I genuinely, I don't think this movie was trying to be that at all. But, and... Those things aren't why I like the movie. No, I think and, and they no, are no. symptoms of the underlying reasons that I like this movie. Yeah. The fact that it's not cliche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, I don't know. It just. I hope that makes sense. Like, we're not saying, oh, yeah, we like this movie because of these things. Because it's a feminist. Like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying I think it's neat that, you know, because something I hate is in you know, an era where we're we're being more conscious of who we're casting and stuff for good reasons and, and it's cool, but I also and I, I'm speaking as just a woman watching other women in film, I always hate it when I can tell like, oh man, we're we're putting we're doing a, a thing where it's like this women can do it all. You know, where it mm-hmm. just feels very aware of it and it's patting itself on the back for yeah. being um diverse and the it's self congratulations. But this yeah. isn't that I, I think it just it happens to mm-hmm. shake out that way and I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's cool. I like it. I like this movie, man. I really like this movie. A <laughs> uh, big recommend Snakes on a Plane. I don't know if I would kill count it. It seems difficult. I think it's you should of... kill count it. <laughs> Got the Chelsea. I think seal you should. Approval. Yeah, I, I don't think it because there's only so many people that can be on this plane, and also 
there's shots of the entire you would see how many people are on it yeah that's what a lot of people say about a lot of movies <laughs> huh? you're gonna be one of those people why don't you just count how many people were in the church in the purge and then you can just use that number fair, that's fair that's uh, fair yeah big fan I would recommend it. It's, uh, you know, 2006 me thought that the only way uh, that you would want to see this movie is a midnight premiere, which is why I never watched it. 2020 James is saying, no, you can watch it at home and still have a damn good time. Yeah, and I would say um, to borrow from uh, friends of the show, We Hate Movies, good hangover movie. Oh, yeah. Good hangover movie. For sure. You don't have to pay that much attention. There's a reason we didn't go beat by beat with the plot. No. It's just snakes on a plane. It's just snakes on a plane. Yeah. That's all, <laughs> that's all it is. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, again, Samuel Jackson just asserting no, we're calling it snakes on a plane, and he's st- I, still. We didn't even talk about the fucking black uh, black market snake dealer, oh, like the yeah. illegal snake smuggler who they have get bit by a snake and then hold the antidote over him until he gives them the information. Honestly, because I, I at first I was thinking no way, but then you know what. FBI would do that. I don't know. Oh, it, for sure. Yeah, that that's real to me. And then there's like the snake expert who just looks so fucking He's over over it. all these snake questions. When he walked out at first, I thought he was David Cross. I thought he was David Cross too. David Cross as a, as a reptile expert makes a hundred percent. Yeah, an, an arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> a really exhausted snake expert who cannot handle how little you know about snakes like when samuel jackson's like i don't know i i there's a rat i saw a rattlesnake and a cobra and just uh you have to be more specific there's so many kinds of cobra you know just and and just another thing i'm going to try to articulate about why i like this movie is i think it'd be so easy for everyone to hate that snake expert and to just be like this fucking haughty ass guy nobody cares what he thinks samuel l jackson is clearly kind of annoyed but it seems almost like he's more annoyed at himself for not knowing the information and he he like acquiesces to this guy's expertise he's like oh you're kind of but okay i'll get you the information he's describing the colors yeah exactly and then at the end we see the snake expert helping uh, the kids, I think, with the drawing. And, mm-hmm. even, and he, even that guy, you, you realize, he's a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's just, patient with the, the kids. He's not like, well, you idiot kids. Like, yeah. like it's great. I, Everyone it's so in this good, is, man. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did not think, it's one of those movies where I didn't, I mean, I, I remembered parts of it, but I didn't remember it well enough to remember, is it actually fun or yeah. is it, you know, but I did not expect it all this week to watch Snakes on a Plane and realize, I really enjoyed that. And then upon further inspection, it is even better to me. Like all of the parts of it are very good. It's, I don't know, not, I was not expecting that this week, but <laughs> here neither, we are. Man. Glad we watched it. Really glad we covered it. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, and very nice coming after the host, uh, which was so like heady mm-hmm. and, you know, like, mm, oh, all these symbolism and stuff. It's so fun to have. Just to turn off your brain. Yeah. Really fun, but also really good movie. Yeah, like, but it also is good. It's yeah, it's also very good. Different for what Exactly. Oh, I love movies. I know. They can be good in so many different ways. Yeah, for real. I know. That's why I hate ranking or like giving numerical. Yeah. How can you compare with a number, like, the host, and snakes on a yeah, plane? Yeah, because they both deserve a very good rating in my, but they're not on the same scale of good. It's, yeah. Yep. Movies are complex. It's great. And I love what we do. Thank you for enabling that, listeners and viewers. Seriously. We'll have another thing for you next week. Yeah, I think what I'm going to do, because, again, we're moving soon. Getting real close Um, now. Yeah. I noticed today we were on the phone, and I said something kind of loud and I heard an echo and I've never because there's so much oh, stuff we've off taken the walls so much now. Stuff off. Yeah. yeah. Our I had walls a moment. Are bare, dude. Um I think we'll keep doing creature movies until or at least if not creature movies, we're gonna like review movies because it's for me it's a little bit less of a workload. Than the research stuff. Than yeah. research based episodes. So I think we're gonna keep doing those until we are like settled in the new place mm-hmm. because we're both I mean, this is nuts. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, moving is a lot. Oh, yeah. And uh, there is going to be, you know, a time period where 
we're out of here, but maybe the set isn't the set ready in the new house. Empty. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Yeah, just be patient. <laughs> yeah. That's while we figure our lives out. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, you can follow Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Carebex, C-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, deadmeatstore.com. Yep. Email deadmeatpod at gmail.com if you so prefer. However, when it comes to the P.O. Box... We are going to be closing We're that be down. Closing it. It's, I'm sorry. We love getting mail it's from great. everyone. There's too much it's mail. It's too much. It's now a daily thing with them calling me and saying you have mail and it just builds up and we're going to be moving further away from that location anyway yeah and it's also just it's so much it's so lot. i'm so sorry we love everything that's been sent to us but we it's, do have to close a, it down. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. So just FYI. Yes. Yeah. But thank you so much for all that you have sent and all that you do for End us. End of an era. Yeah. PO box. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's about it. I'm James. I'm Chelsea. <laughs> this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. <laughs>